Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Previously on Just Another Fanboy. First episode of season two that Terry Jones from Monty Python passed away. I'm not watching Picard, but I saw a clip. Black, white, don't go anywhere. Don't be around people. I got to go to work. Socially awkward. Coronavirus. Did my father ever tell me that he loved me? I also like shiny things that come in big packages and have lots of buttons and make little noises like beep, boop, 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 beep, beep. And all of us nerds know that May the 4th is Star Wars Day because it's May the 4th. I'll be with you. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. Probably the new Suicide Squad book from Tom Taylor, which I love Osho very much. I believe that Black Lives Matter. For all intents and purposes, it's a zombie book. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy, the last episode of the year. My name is Steven. This is episode number 149, A Year in the Life, part two, in which I have been using all of the episodes in 2020 to take a look back at the year. So this is the back half of the year. And during the back half of the year, during season three, basically, I celebrated my one year anniversary of the podcast. I also took a little time to ponder the idea of the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Do we need one? Yes or no? The answer may shock you. I try various openings of the show at one point because I felt like I was getting stuck in a rut with the hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fun Boy. My name is Steven and today I'd like to flippity boop boop bop. You know, that whole opening thing that I seem to do every single episode. I did transition during the back half of the year from recording in my car using my phone as a mic to sitting on the couch using an actual podcast mic. Now you would think, why were you recording in your car? Isn't recording at home better? And you know, it's a little of one, a little of the other, whatever that means. I actually seem to feel more comfortable recording episodes in my car. I feel more alone and I can be more silly and boisterous when I'm feeling alone. Typically, when I'm sitting here on the couch recording an episode, one of my daughters is in the room. She often will have her headphones on and will be ignoring me. And sometimes she just sits there and listens. It's like she's getting a live stream of the podcast. And she told me that she rather enjoys it, which just tells me that she's kind of weird. But hey, that's okay. We're not here to talk about my weird children. We're here to talk about 2020. So in the back half, I also did something really embarrassing, which was taking a creator that I discovered in 2020. 
a comic book creator, uh, an artist, and I mispronounced his name. And I not only mispronounced it, I really bared down on mispronouncing his name. And I, well, you'll hear it. I talk about it. But beyond that, as the year came to a close, as we were winding down the year and I eased into December, 2020 just really started to take a toll on me because I made a couple of really big mistakes in two of the podcasts and two of the episodes that I did in December. In one episode, I'm talking about a Superman comic, and I mentioned in the episode that it came out in 1987 when it actually came out in 86. And then there's another episode where I'm complaining about a Spider-Man book taking a year to come out when it was more like nine months, more or less. I mean, I, <laughs> I really make a big deal out of the delay. Not that six months or nine months is any better, but I really just... I spend a lot of time in that episode providing false information about the release date of a couple of these Spider-Man books. And typically, I will discover when I've made a mistake as I'm editing a show. And so I'm able to go back in through creative editing. And I will sometimes punch in and act as if I'm a completely different person correcting the mistakes, stuff like that. But I didn't realize that I had made this mistake until after the episode was out. And so I am actually going to be using this episode to to do that, to, to punch in and do a little fun stuff. So when you get to that, you will have, even though everything after this intro is all clip show stuff, there is a bit of new stuff in there because I have been thankfully provided with the opportunity to correct what I consider a very heinous mistake. Anyway, I don't want to spend much more time on the intro because this is a massively long episode. It's much longer than the previous episode. Y'all usually get 15 to 30 minutes from me, and we're looking at uh, over an hour and a half this time around. So buckle in, have fun with it. Let's get her going, shall we, folks? The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and this is the beginning of Season 3. Season 3 is here, folks. All new episodes coming at you. Got some great stuff in store for you. But today, to launch it all, we're going to start with some G.I. Joe. I have acquired a bunch of trades called G.I. Joe Classics that are reprinting all the entire Marvel run of G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, the comic book. And I thought I would start talking about them here on the show. Now, let's just talk a little bit about how we got to this comic book. Back in the early 80s, Hasbro decided they wanted to relaunch a action figure line that they had back in the 60s. They wanted to reboot it, relaunch it, get it back out there, throw some toys in front of the kids. A lot of this was coming probably because of Star Wars and how popular the Star Wars action figures were. Well, this action figure line that they wanted to relaunch was called G.I. Joe, and it really 
the in the sixties, it consisted of basically one dude in different suits, and it was a twelve-inch tall figure. It was, it was it, basically a Barbie doll for boys. That's kind of how they marketed it, the way I understand it. But when they brought it back in the eighties, they wanted to do the smaller figures. I think it's the three and three-quarter inches, same size as the the Star Wars figures. But unlike the previous version of G.I. Joe, they didn't want just like one guy who could do different things. They wanted a whole story behind it. Again, probably taking their cue from Star Wars. One of the reasons Star Wars toys was probably so popular is because the kids saw the movies and then their parents bought them the action figures and the play sets and they could act out their scenes from the movies or just do their own thing. There were good guys. There were bad guys. It was all set up. The history was all there. And so they just got to play. So that's kind of what they wanted to do with G.I. Joe. Well, at some point there in the early 80s, they hook up with Marvel Comics. And the idea comes about that Marvel Comics will produce a comic book based on this action figure line. And again, Hasbro didn't have any ideas. All they knew is they wanted to create an action figure line of three and three quarter inch figures, a team named G.I. Joe. They didn't have any characters ready. They didn't have anything. And so that was put on Marvel's doorstep. Hey, we need you to just create the backstory to this using the comic books and we'll start selling action figures. And from what I understand, nobody in Marvel wanted to touch this. Jim Shooter brought it in. None of the writers wanted to touch it. And it ended up on the desk of a guy named Larry Hama. Now, Larry Hama was a veteran and he had actually, he was a, he was a penciler, but he was also a writer. I think he, I know he penciled at least one issue of Marvel Premiere that Iron Fist was in because I've got that on my queue ready to read. I noticed that Larry Hama had penciled it, but he was also a writer. And he had just recently put a pitch together about a military team that was kind of not futuristic, but more like a uh, sci-fi type of uh, action adventure superhero, not superhero, but military team set in the modern time that was going to be led by Nick Fury's son or grandson. I think it was his son. And it basically, it was a new version. It was, it was a new modern updated version of like Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos. But Marvel didn't want to do it. So when G.I. Joe got put on his desk, he said, hey, I'll just do that. And he kind of took what he was going to do in this new book and he weaved it into G.I. Joe. He created a lot of the characters, I believe. Now, I'm not 100%. I don't, I didn't do any research as far as who created the characters, who came up with the names, but I know that he came up with a lot of the backstories. He's the guy when back in the 80s, when you were buying G.I. Joe action figures and you'd turn the card around to the back and it had that little file card that you could cut out that gave you the name and the, the, the code name and the real name and the, you know, some background information on the, on the character. That was all Larry Hama from what I understand. So he starts writing this comic book and it becomes hugely popular. So popular, in fact, that they would do commercials on TV for the comic book that were animated and just looked beautiful. And that ended up leading into the show. But the comic book was way different from the show itself. And in fact, the G.I. Joe comic book was so popular that for many comics readers of my age, G.I. Joe was the gateway comic that brought people into reading the other comics. And it was, when I started reading comics, my dad took us to a comic book store. My brother had, had a, well, my grandma had bought a bunch of comic books at a garage sale. 
And my brother just started digging into him and he really enjoyed him. And I was just kind of, eh, comic books, whatever. I would read like the Daffy Ducks or the Donald Ducks and the, the Scrooge McDucks and, you know, that kind of stuff. Casper. I would read those because for me, comics were like comic strips that you saw in the Sunday morning paper, just these funny little strips and didn't really have any interest in, in anything else. Well, so my dad one day, he takes us into this comic book store in downtown Lawrence called Quality Comics. It's no longer there. And he let us each pick out a comic book. And I saw a G.I. Joe issue. Now, my memory is very faulty, but I'm pretty sure when I look back at comic book covers that it was G.I. Joe issue number 25. But I can't be 100% certain because my memory is very faulty. You could back issue on it, appeal rising as you go. Head out to Dark Horse, reading Dr. Horrible, rooting for bad hoes. I'll break it down for you now, baby, it's simple. If you reading X-Men, I'm reading X-Men. Witchblade, FF, Yuzagi, Yojimbo, Mainstream, Indie, whatever you into. Got my eye on you, I'm a strange doctor. Have your friends teasing you about how nerdy I got you. Wanna test my geek knowledge? Girl, no problem. Like Batman's crime scenes, girl, I'll solve them. I'm a seasoned vet when it comes to this place. They know me by name, they give me birthday. Cake. I'm trying to explain, baby, the best way I can. It was a ton of iron fists here before Danny I'll take ran. You yeah. To the shop. I'll show you all the bills I drop. When I grab my bullets box, the wins is when the comics drop. Whoa. I'll take you to the comic shop. But veins are what I thought. I'll keep spending all I got. Keep reading till the series stops. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? One year? One year. The, the the podcast is turning one year today? Today. No, I didn't record anything. Today, are you sure? All right, well, put the record on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and this is a very special episode very special so special i just i'm about to vomit that's how special it is i'm about to just throw up because i'm so excited why am i excited because today is the one year anniversary of just another fanboy and i'll tell you what i almost forgot i almost just passed it by and I'll be honest with you, I had a different episode ready to go today. I had it already recorded and edited. It was already posted to, to, to drop today. I posted it in advance, scheduled it, put it on the scheduler to get it out there for y'all. In fact, if you're one of my patrons, my patrons, if you're one of my patrons over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr, that's where you go just a dollar a month and you'll get all kinds of fun stuff. If you're one of those folks, you actually got 
what was supposed to be episode 110. You got that yesterday. That's how, that's how far I dropped the ball on this. I just happened to be, I, like I said, I got it all ready. New episode, ready to go. Episode number 110. Got it recorded. Got it scheduled. Gave it to my patrons. And then I kind of thought to myself, how long have I been doing just another fanboy? It's been it since at least September of 2019. I'm pretty sure I should probably look that up because maybe I should start planning on some kind of one year anniversary show. Now I'm telling myself this on Wednesday. Everything's already recorded. Everything's already up. The patrons have the episode. And then I look it up and I said, Oh no, August 13th. That's tomorrow. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? And at first I just said, you know what? Doesn't matter. I don't, you know what? No big deal. Maybe I'll, I'll quickly run out and I'll record a little tag to the beginning of this episode that I had already recorded, not knowing that it was going to be the one year anniversary episode. And I recorded a quick thing. Hey, everybody, before we start the episode, just want to let you know, uh, just know the fanboy is one year old today. Woo. Yay. Stuck it at the beginning of the episode, took it down off Patreon, blah, 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 back up, all that stuff. That's, I was just crazy, frantic. And then later in the day, Wednesday evening, it's 8.35 p.m. Wednesday evening, August 12th. I thought, you know what? Maybe I should do something. But I, what what am I going to do? You don't have time to do anything, Stephen. Yeah, you do. You can put together a best of. Ha ha! No, you don't have time to do a best of. Do you know what goes into doing a best of? Do you know what that entails? Doing a best of show? I have, not counting this one, 109 episodes in that one year of Just Another Fanboy. Do you think I have time within the span of three to four hours? Because I want to go to bed at some point. Do you think I have time to put together a best of? Do you think I have time to listen to all of those episodes, to pull out those choice gems, those bits, those clips, that solid gold Steven goodness? No, I don't. But I know that there are some episodes out there that I remember quite enjoying as far as putting them together. And so that's what I did. I went together real quick, together with nobody. It was just me. It's all me. It's only ever been just me because that's how hard I work for you folks. And I got these episodes together and I grabbed some bits and pieces out of them and I threw them together. And that's what you're going to hear right now. And here's the thing. I don't want to, I don't want to just give you old stuff. I'm going to give you something new as well, because at the end, when we get through the clips, when we get through all the stuff you've already heard before, but love here and again, I'm going to give you something new. Well, if you're a patron, you've already heard it. It's basically, a, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a clip from the show that should have gone up today. The original episode 110, which is now going to be episode 114. Party time at a ladies tonight And by party time I mean his stories from 1939 She makes jam in the AM She makes ham in a cataract ray bands She know me ever since I used to use crayons My mama is a baby that she made It's party time and my ladies tonight And by party time I mean go to bed at 8 o'clock at night She got moves like what, what? She can't hear so she always says what, what? When I was little she would spake me on my butt And wash my mouth with soap At 89, yeah, she still has it By her begonias 
essential planet. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh. Hats in the house, yeah, she can't stand it. She's like my matriarchal habit. I'm going to Grandma's house, and we're gonna have a good time of cooking. But I'm not here to talk philosophy. I'm just here to talk the Snyder Cut in general because it's, I, I, well, I have gone through a transition over the last 30 days. The opinion that I have had marinating in my brain has changed. I thought one thing, something happened. I thought another. And because we had the DC fandom this past weekend, which I didn't attend, I don't have the DC Universe thingamajig. I guess you had to be a member of the DC Universe Club. You had to be a really cool dude, a really awesome person to get that, or just pay the eight bucks a month or whatever it is. I don't do that. But of course, the internet has been all abuzz ever since they announced that the Snyder Cut of Justice League will be on HBO Max at some point. Now, if you are unaware of anything that I'm talking about, let me give you a little backstory. So many years ago, DC Warner Brothers bring Zack Snyder on board to do a Superman movie. He had done Watchmen for them, which apparently did really well. I've tried to watch it twice. I really enjoyed it the second time, but I, I can't remember why I was not able to finish it. Something children came into the room or something. That's not something you can watch with children around. They apparently enjoyed that so much. They thought he did such a great job that they said, hey, Zach, you can do whatever you want in the DC universe. And he says, I want to do Superman. This is just conjecture. I don't know exactly how it fell into place. So he makes this movie called Man of Steel, and it quickly becomes a very polarizing movie. One half of the internet hated it. The other half of the internet loved it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It was not, it was not quite my Superman. You know, Marvel had been producing movies at that point and they have gone with a kind of a lighter tone. There is a lot of darkness in the Marvel movies, but there's a lot of light as well. DC, on the other hand, they've decided to just go straight up dark. Now, I don't know if that was a conscious decision or if that just, that's just how it came to be. That's just the way Zack Snyder was. Now, Again, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. A lot of people had a lot of problems with it. For example, if if you haven't seen the movie, this is going to be a spoiler. But when Superman fights Zod, he realizes at one point, or at least in his opinion, his mind at the time, making a quick decision, being new to the whole superhero game, after destroying half of Metropolis in their great superhero supervillain fight, Clark decides the only way he's going to be able to stop him is to kill him, and so he kills him. Well, of course, people had a lot of problems with that because Superman doesn't kill. I defended it because in my mind, he, he was new. He was new at the whole superhero game. He wasn't making the right decisions. He hadn't, he had to make a snap decision in his immaturity as a superhero and he made the wrong one. So after Man of Steel, Zack Snyder comes back and he does Batman, ver well, it's called Batman v Superman. It's supposed to be Batman versus Superman. Now this was supposed to be, I guess, a sequel to Man of Steel. 
but yet not because Batman is the first name in the title. If it was a Superman movie, it would be called Superman versus Batman, but it was supposed to be a, a sequel. And here's the point where Warner Brothers has basically turned the reins over to Zack Snyder and said, all right, do for us what these other people have done for Marvel. Again, this is conjecture, and I'm really being brief here. I'm using a lot of brevity because I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know exactly what happened. But from my perspective, they said, okay, we need to do what Marvel is doing. Let's just turn it all over to Zack Snyder. He can make these movies. They'll all look the same. They'll all have the same tone because they're all being created by the same guy. So he had this idea for what, in essence, would be a trilogy, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Justice League. He had a story arc that he wanted to tell. Didn't really touch upon it in Man of Steel, but really dug into it, really just went all in on Batman v Superman. A planet explodes, a baby sent in orbit. Lands in a field, they raise it as their own. He's here with us now, the one that we turn to to save us. The last sun to shine, we're counting on you. We're counting on you to save us from the burning building. Counting on you to follow us into the night. We're counting on you to pull us up when we are drowning. We're counting on you to be true. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I'd like to talk about blah, 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 blah. Does that get old to anybody else or is it just me? I mean, it's the same intro every single episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Juicy Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I'm going to talk about things. Doesn't it get old? Should I mix it up a little? I'm feeling like I should mix it up a little. I'll tell you what, let me just rewind here just a second and then we'll start it over. All right, let's try this. Okay, here we go. No, that doesn't. No, that doesn't work at all. Okay. Um, wow. This is, this is not easy. Okay. Let's try it again. I think I have an idea. Let's try it again. Let me rewind here and we'll start now. Just another fanboy in the place to be. Nope. Nope. No, again, again, a fail, a, a big failure, big failure there. This is not easy. Maybe that's why I keep just sticking with the one thing, but I'm going to give it one more try. Third time's the charm, right? So let's, let's rewind a bit here. And here we go. is Steven and I like to say I like to do these intros in a rapping way. Nope. No. 
Uh, okay, yeah. Here's what we learned today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not mess with success. A year ago, I woke up in the morning, put my feet upon the ground. Tied my shoes to take a run, headphones in and swimming in the sound. My walk, it quickly turned into a stride. A day like any other, Sam, for on this day, my powers did arrive. And said, I know you're scared and unprepared. You're not the only one, I swear, who's ever been afraid or felt this way. I know that there's a plan for you and everything you're going through. I'll stay with you, my friend, as long as it takes. It's exclusive to the patrons, except for the occasional rare episode or whatnot when I put it out here on this feed just to, just again, to showcase it, to see what you're not getting when you're not paying that dollar a month. What? A dollar a month? That's all I need? And then I get a whole other podcast? Please, Stephen, tell me more. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you more. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot because I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to sell you on this because I think the podcast sells itself. But I did this episode of... My other podcast, I recorded it back on Tuesday, May 26th, the day that issue number five of Suicide Squad came out. And there's kind of a big reveal at the end of that issue. And the moment I flipped that last page, I said, I have to, I have to talk about this. I have to record an episode and I needed an episode for my other podcast that week. And so I ran out to the car and I recorded the episode. I do briefly talk about issues one through four. So ultimately, this is me talking about issues one through five of The Suicide Squad by Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. And I have to say, I am so completely ashamed. I want to crawl under a rock because I mispronounce Bruno Redondo's name in the actual episode that I'm going to play for you. Matter of fact, not only do I mispronounce it, I bear down and I mispronounce it over and over and over again. And if I recall correctly, I actually pronounced his name correctly the first time I said it, but I had looked it up beforehand. And apparently when I read it the first time, I thought I was reading Bruno Redondo. So as I am... Going through the list of credits for the books, I say, I'm pretty sure I say it correct the first time. Bruno, Bruno Redondo. And then something in my brain clicks. That's not what you read 
just a minute ago when you went out of your way to ensure that you were going to pronounce this guy's name correctly. And so I start actually singing the guy's name incorrectly. Bruno Redonado. Bruno, it's, it's really embarrassing and I feel bad. And if for some reason, Bruno, if you end up listening, I don't know you. You don't know me. I think your art's wonderful. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. I have no joke for you this week, folks. Only a warning. I am going to be talking about Suicide Squad issue number five, which just came out on Tuesday of this week. Yes, I will be spoiling it. And frankly, it's kind of a spoiler for the DC Universe, maybe. I don't know. It depends on what kind of person you are. But I'm letting you know, proceed at your own risk. Kick it. Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. My name is Steve and I'm your host, the host with the most who eats toast on the bed post. You know what I'm saying? Holy crap, folks. I just finished reading Suicide Squad number five from Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. Bruno Redonado. Redonado? Crap! I knew I would meant to, I looked that up just before I started recording and I kept saying it over and over in my head. Bruno Redonado. Bruno Redonado. And I got it wrong that first time. It's Bruno Redonado. Anyway, holy crap! I don't know if you've been reading Suicide Squad. I'm not really a Suicide Squad guy. Never really have been. Haven't really given much of a crap about the Suicide Squad, even stretching back into the 80s, didn't really care. But I kept seeing this stuff on Twitter and and, and, and whatnot from Tom Taylor saying, oh, we're going to do this new this new uh, Suicide Squad thing there. I have no idea what the guy sounds like. Matter of fact, I think he might be British. He could be Australian. I don't know. But in my mind, he's talking like this. I don't know why. I hope you've got a health care plan. And if you don't, I understand. But I got a question for you. Does your hideout have a covered lot? And here's the hours I'm looking for. A part-time shift from noon to four. But not on Tuesdays, cause that's when I dungeon master for my friends. Do I qualify for this? Well, let me tell you what you've missed. I fired lasers from a sub one year. I blew a whole bridge up. I spent a month up on the moon. Raising rank beyond a goon. I could have gone much higher, except for the fact my boss was burned up. start the podcast here sitting in my car in the parking lot people are walking by i'm trying to just wait wait till people are gone because they look at you funny the other day i was sitting in the car podcasting out in the parking lot and you know if you listen to the show i tend to get a little loud right 
here I am, a grown man sitting in my car talking about elves and trolls really loud. And this dude comes walking by the car and he looks at me and I stop talking and I look at him and our eyes meet. And I think it's okay. He can't hear me. I'm in my car. And then he kind of says something to himself out loud. And I heard him almost perfectly as if the windows were down. And I don't know if he did that for my benefit. If he was like, I can hear you, buddy. Trolls and elves. Really? All right, then. And then he just kept on walking. And I sat here in the car and I thought, eh, who cares? So right now I've chosen the exact wrong moment to start podcasting because again, people are walking by and I'm trying to, I'm just trying to pretend like I'm just talking to somebody on my phone. It's no big deal. I'm like, what's up people at home? I'm talking to you, but I'm not fooling anybody. I'm not fooling them at all. Put the needle on the record. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that wakes every morning to find that it's been crying. That's that's not creepy at all. Don't worry about it. Just move on with your life. So, hey, I'm your host. My name is Steven, and I have nothing at all to talk about today. This is going to be one of those episodes where I just start talking, and we'll see what happens. And by the end of it, we're going to find out if we have ourselves one of the greatest episodes ever recorded by any human being or elephant. I hear they do some fairly good podcasts. We also might find out that I've made a horrible, horrible mistake by not preparing anything at all. So I recently finished watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, this is a show that came out in the late 80s, and I remember being on board from the beginning. I've never been much of a Star Trek fan. Never watched the original series I was one of these snooty kids after seeing Star Wars, and nothing could measure up to it. Of course, I watched Buck Rogers. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought Battlestar Galactica was pretty cool. But the special effects on Star Trek, I mean, come on. It was an old show. There I was in the 80s trying to watch a show from the 60s. It just was not for me. But when they launched Next Generation, I thought, all right, I am a sci-fi fantasy fan. I enjoy some science fiction. I enjoy some shows about space. You know, it's weird. I used to watch um, Lost in Space all the time, and yet Star Trek could not get into it. I don't know. I don't understand. So it couldn't have been the age of the show. Maybe it's just because it was boring. Am I going to get raked over hot coals for saying that? As a kid, Star Trek was boring. Anyway, next generation... They announce it. I'm on board because I'm ready for some good sci-fi. And I remember watching it and I remember enjoying it. But I also seem to remember that I don't know if this is one of those shows because I, I feel like it launched on the UPN, the, the Paramount Network, which was like a new network at the time. And I feel like this was one of those shows that just they couldn't find a time slot for it. It's like, we're going to air this Thursday nights at nine. And then, nah, let's air it Sundays at three in the afternoon. No, instead, let's air it on Tuesdays at 10 in the morning. I just feel like at one point I lost track of the show. And I don't know if it was because I just got older and I was doing stuff at night with my friends and couldn't be bothered to try to stay up to date on a regularly scheduled TV program. But I would catch it in rerun and syndication every now and again. And I do remember enjoying what I would see. And then they started making the movies, and I really enjoyed the movies. I thought they were really fun. I had watched enough of the television show, or at least I thought 
I had watched enough of the television show that I could very much enjoy the movies. I knew the characters. I knew who they were. Of course, having just finished watching all, what is it, seven seasons, I realized that I really didn't watch all that much of the show back when it was airing or during syndication. I missed quite a bit, and I really enjoyed watching it this time around. But there were a, there were a few things that kind of... Well, for example, at one point... They really kind of focused on trying to tell socially relevant stories, and they did it in this way that they would meet an alien race because the whole premise of the show is they're out there discovering new life and new civilizations and boldly going where no one has ever gone before. And so they would encounter this this alien race for the first time, and they would have some kind of, as far as we thought in our socially conscious minds, was a very backwards ideology on things like maybe women weren't allowed to vote that was not an episode i'm just i'm just coming up with stuff off the top of my head or well here's an example there was an episode that the alien race were all androgynous they were neither male nor female and at one point one of these aliens we're going to call we're going to use the pronoun her because she ended up identifying as female and she started to have a thing for Will Riker. We're going to we're going to talk about him in a minute. And he starts to have a thing for her. And so there's a moment where she tells him all about her culture and how she has been having thoughts about him, thoughts of a in a roundabout way sexual nature and she confesses to him that this is not something that they do in their society. And by by talking about it and professing these feelings aloud could get her into a lot of trouble. It's happened before. And when it's happened, these people, these deviants would be taken away to some institution and then they would come out a different person up in their heed. And so she is discovered and she's taken away and will defying Starfleet rules and defying his captain, goes down to the planet's surface to rescue her. And when he finds her, I guess the the whatever they do to them in this institution to change their minds, whatever surgery or lobotomy or whatever they do, it's already been done apparently because she doesn't want to go with him and she tells him that she was wrong and she never should have said anything to him. But there, you get this feeling after a while that every time they encounter an alien race that has some kind of backwards thinking like this. I'm going to, uh, and maybe this isn't the right way to compare it, but I'm going to compare it to the white savior syndrome in movies where someone of color, whether it's a inner city school or something, and you have somebody of color who has all this potential to do great things, but they're stuck in a situation or they're living in an area or something about their surroundings because it is um, an area without a lot of money or whatnot. They're not able to live up to their full potential. But then a teacher who happens to be a white person saves them and allows them to become who they're supposed to be. And as I'm watching Star Trek, I start to get that feeling. It's like Starfleet and the human race are the white saviors to the rest of the galaxy. Seems 
try to make this quick, but I'm jumping in here at the beginning of this episode to let y'all know that I'm changing the theme song. Starting now, starting this episode, moving forward, you're going to get a different theme song. And I thought instead of just doing it, I figured y'all deserved just a bit of explanation before I just changed it. See, I like the theme song that I've been using for the past 120 some episodes, but I do think it drags a bit as far as being the opening music to a podcast that's not very long. The theme song is long, the podcast is not. And the fact of the matter is, I have this bit of music that a friend of mine, his name is Derek Nybarger, he's a musician and songwriter. He wrote this bit of music for me to use as the intro for the Stephen or Else podcast, back when I was doing Stephen or Else. And I haven't done that podcast in a long time. And this guy went out of his way to write it, to perform it, to record it, to create from his head and his heart this piece of music for me that I think kicks a lot of butt. And it's just sitting there not doing anything because who knows if I'll ever get back to Stephen or else. So I'm going to use it here and I'm going to use it moving forward. That's your new theme song. I hope you enjoy it because I certainly do. So without any more ado, let's just do it. Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen. This is just another fanboy. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy, the only podcast with a deep-seated fear of the wide-open prairie. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today I'm going to talk about the Suicide Squad. This is something that a lot of people have been talking about recently, and that's mainly because we've got this movie coming out at some point. I don't know when, but they had the big DC fandom thing a while back. And they released this kind of a behind the scenes in regard to the new Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn is directing. And if you're not aware, James Gunn is the guy that brought us both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which were both fairly incredible. The first Suicide Squad movie, not great. Not really all that good. A lot of potential. Wasn't all that good. The second Suicide Squad movie, I think a lot of people are really pinning their hopes on. And I think it, I think it's going to be good. I mean, everything about it that I've seen so far looks pretty darn incredible. A whole bunch of characters I've never heard of before because I'm not steeped in DC lore, but apparently James Gunn is. And they used this, this time during the DC fandom to introduce the entire cast, all of the characters that are going to be part of this movie, and it's pretty crazy. So I thought, because of the announcement of the movie, and because I've been reading the Suicide Squad comic, it's one of the few new books that I get, and it's written by Tom Taylor, who I love. I'm not afraid to admit that. I have deep man love for another man, Tom Taylor. I'm sure me talking about it might make him uncomfortable. Maybe not. He might be like, all right, people love me. Man, woman, dog, Bird, sea anemone, 
Doesn't matter to me, man, as long as people love me. Of course, he'd be saying it in an Australian accent because the boy is from down under. But I thought I would take this opportunity to do another one of my firsts episodes in which I look at going all the way back or sometimes not even all the way back. Of course, so far, every time has been all the way back. But this is where I look at the first appearance of a character or in this case, a team and Suicide Squad actually goes back to the Silver Age, 1959. They debuted in the Brave and the Bold, issue number 25, and were nothing, nothing like they are now. The idea back then was not a group of super criminals being recruited by the government, being pulled out of the prison system and saying, hey, if you go on this mission in which you'll probably die on, if you go on the mission for us and survive, We'll, uh, we'll take some years off your sentence. That didn't come about until 1987. But the original Suicide Squad was more of a challengers of the unknown type of thing. Well, not, not that quite, but it was a team of people created by writer Robert Kaniger and artist Ross Andrew. They were just made up of Rick Flagg Jr. along with his girlfriend, Karen Grace, Jess Bright, who is an astronomer, and Dr. Hugh Evans. They were a team called Task Force X, nicknamed the Suicide Squad, because if there was a job, they were like the A-team. If there was a job that was just a little too tough for any other group within the military to handle, they called upon Task Force X, which, just thinking about it, sounds kind of silly, because the only one that's a soldier is Rick Flagg Jr., and he's a pilot. Karen Grace is a nurse. Then we've got an astronomer and a doctor of science, not a, I don't think the other guy is a medical doctor. We didn't get the suicide squad the way we know it now. You know, the whole criminals, super criminals working for the government that debuted in legends number three back in January of 1987 and was created by John Ostrander. That's not the version I'm going to talk about because that wasn't the first. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers for a book that came out in 1982. However, despite the 38-year gap between the time that this episode was released and that issue was released, I am very and fully well aware that there are folks out there in this great world of ours that may not have read it. Hence the warning. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. That's not the name. I said it wrong. See, I'm just, I'm recording so many episodes back to back right now that I've gone a little crazy. This isn't My Other Podcast. This is just another fanboy. My Other Podcast is the show I do just for my patrons. If you're a patron 
and you're spending at least a dollar a month to support me in my podcasting ways, then you're listening to my other podcast. It's just not now. I mean, maybe you're listening to it now. You could be listening to both shows at the same time. That's kind of weird, though. But I'm not going to judge. Why would I judge you? You give me money. That would be crazy. Hey, let's start again, shall we? Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and you've probably stopped listening by now. I don't blame you. I'd shut the episode off myself, but unfortunately, I'm the one who has to create it. So I wanted to put a little something here at the end of the show because I'm always curious to see if anybody actually, you know, sticks around after the song is done. Because nine times out of ten, when I listen to a podcast... I don't. I don't stick around. And so I thought it would be fun to just stick a little something in here. For you folks that do stick around, here's a little something for you. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is Abner Franks, and he is the world's oldest comic book fan. Abner, say hello. Howdy, folks. So, Abner, I understand that you are the world's oldest comic book fan. That's right. So what does that mean? How old are you? I mean, anybody can just go around saying they're the world's oldest comic book fan, but... We need to verify that that information is true. So if you could just let us know how old you are, then we can... What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying, if you can... Well, that's kind of rude, don't you think? No, I understand. I I understand that it's rude, but anybody can just make that claim. I just, I just want to see if, if it's true. The goal of some people, you just, you bring me onto your, you bring me onto your podcast and you're asking me questions like this. I mean... Look, Sonny Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, I am 147 years old. 147 years old. That's what I said, 147 years old. 147. What's the matter, boy? You got your ears stuffed full of dandruff and lemon wedges? 147 is what I said. It's just a little hard to believe. 147. I mean, that's... that's. It's old, I know. That's why I'm the world's oldest comic book fan. Okay, so let me just... Let's just say for a moment that that's true. Well, you should say it's true because it's true. Okay, I, uh, I'm i not arguing with you. Well, it sounds like you're arguing with me. I'm not arguing with you. Well, to me, it sounds like you're arguing. Okay, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you don't want to talk to me anymore? No, you're being stupid. If anybody's being stupid, son, it's you. I mean, obviously, you just came up with this idea off the top of your head while you were sitting in your car, and then you thought you'd throw it down and maybe, I don't know, put together something a little cute or funny, and it's it's just spiraling out of control, son. It's spiraling out of control. You think I don't know that? You think I don't know that this is stupid and that I probably shouldn't have done it? Well, no, son. I don't know that you know that because obviously you're sitting here doing it. Can we just pretend that I never did this? Well, that's kind of hard to do, son, because you did do it. I mean, you did all of you're doing my voice right now. You did this. I mean, if you want to pretend that we didn't do it, and by we, I mean you, because it's all you. If we want to pretend that then you probably shouldn't have recorded it, and you definitely should not have gone through the process of editing all this dumb stuff that you just recorded and stuck it at the end of your podcast. So obviously you don't want to forget it. All right, I'm, I just, I can't anymore. I need to, I need to go. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave, okay? I'm going. Well, he just left the car. Of course, since I'm him making a funny voice, he didn't really leave the car. You know, we didn't do a really good job of this, you know, hiding behind voices. We're just, we're just giving it all away. Probably wasn't a good idea to do this, was it? I'm obsessed with watches. You know those little clocks that you wear on your wrist? I feel like I need to own a watch. But 
I go through them like water. Every time I buy a watch, I slap it onto the old wrist. I walk around, you know, kind of positioning myself in such a way so that everybody can see my new watch. Hey, look at this. This is my new watch. Isn't it, isn't it fancy? Isn't it nice? But then something always happens to it. I either run into a doorway and crack the face or even something as simple as the battery dies and while trying to replace it, I break the watch. My very first watch was one of those Casio calculator watches. I remember owning one of those in grade school and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Anytime you can do something on a watch other than tell time, that's got to be, it's got to be a miracle. You see these new Apple watches or these new smart watches. I worked at a Walgreens and I would work the front counter and I would ring people up. Every once in a while, somebody would come up and pay with their smart, their, their smart watch. And I just thought that is so freaking cool. And then when people talk into their smartwatch, it's like freaking Inspector Gadget or something. It's the coolest thing ever. And I would love to have a smartwatch. But I know the moment I strap one on my wrist, something's going to happen to it. The last watch I ever owned, I got as an anniversary present from work. After I hit 10 years at work, I had this code given to me and it said, hey, go out online And you can pick from among these gifts. And I chose this watch. It was a real cool looking watch. And that's the one that after about two months, I had over two months, the batteries wore down. I cracked the the, the back of it off. I replaced the battery. And then I just couldn't get the back back onto it. No matter how hard I tried, I could not get the back back onto that watch. I could not figure out how to get the back onto it. And it just drove me crazy. And I just chucked the watch in a drawer. Well, the other day I opened up my drawer and I found all my watches, just a a pile of watches. And I thought, you know what? I need to do something with these. And so I sat down and over the course of a weekend, I made a belt out of these watches. I had so many watches that I could make a belt out of them. And I got done and I put the belt on and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just thought, wow. What a waste of time. As I hit record to begin this episode, it suddenly dawns on me that last episode, I changed the theme song. Well, not last episode. Last episode was the spotlight of my other podcast. So the episode before that, I changed the theme song. Kind of forgot about that. And the theme song that I'm using now, which I love, love the music. It was created specially for me. I'm going to brag about that a lot probably on here. But the way the theme song kicks in, it lends itself to a cold opening, which is what we're doing here. A cold opening means you just start talking. At least that's what I think it means. There's there's no music. There's no theme song to start the podcast. And so I should be trying to come up with something clever to say here in the opening. For my other podcast, I do the same thing, but I tell a stupid joke and then the theme song kicks in. When I was doing Stephen or else, I would do a sketch with a couple of characters that I created. But for this, for just another fanboy, I really did not remember that I had changed the theme song. And so I have nothing at all to give you for this cold opening except what you just heard. Oh, I hope you didn't stop listening. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, so consider yourself warned and stuff. So, there. I haven't really quite figured out how to open these episodes up yet. So let's just start the show!
and stuff. Please. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with an elf that gets so freaking whacked out of his head on Dreamberry wine that he licks a troll. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with a robot fighting Nazis back in World War II. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with a guy who puts on a costume his mom made for him and goes out and fights crime. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with a guy, a really groovy dude, a fella from the 70s with a pair of really special-looking sideburns, a really happening, hip dude named Jack who happens to suffer from a curse in which he turns into a werewolf for three nights in a row every full moon. I mean, that's got to suck, right? Anyway, proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. Just another one. There are so many fanboys out there, and I'm just another one. I'm just one in a long line of fanboys and girls out there talking about comics and other nerd-type stuff in a podcast format, shouting into a hurricane. Actually, it feels more like whispering into a hurricane, trying to get the attention of listeners across the world. Anyway, my name's Steven, folks, and happy Halloween! It's not Halloween today as I release this. It's a couple days away. It's on Saturday. But I felt the urge. I felt the need. I felt passion towards Halloween because it's going to be a little different this year, isn't it? I made a joke on Twitter that I'm just going to climb up to my roof Halloween night with a bowl of candy and just pelt kids with candy as they walk by. Here's a blow pop, kids. Wha-bang. You know, hit them in the head, knock them out, a bunch of unconscious kids in costume on the lawn then I'd have to go out there with the big squeegee get off the lawn you little whippersnappers but it's gonna be a little different this year I saw a meme in which somebody basically said if you can do this and it showed somebody getting food from a drive-thru then certainly you can do this and it showed a kid getting candy at Halloween and I I sort of agree I think there is a way to do Halloween so that the kids can get out and get candy and we can still social distance But I'm always looking for an excuse to buy a great big bunch of candy and then not hand it out. That's really the excuse I'm looking for. I have to admit that I am super happy that my kids are too old to participate in Halloween. Because being a very non-sociable person, getting out there amongst the community with your children and going door to door and begging for candy, you just open yourself up to having a bit of small talk right there on the door. And you know what? Uh, It's just not my thing. A stack of lives I hardly know. Look in my mind, a window pane blurry. These clouds I have unmistakable. I always heal, but I never stop hurting. I have no past, no sense of time, no safe place here, and no finish line. I put more loves into the ground than any man can say. He's bound here, questioning everything. 
wonder why podcasters do that ask you how you're doing how you doing out there how's everybody doing because you can't answer us you know unless you want to send me an email and go dear steven i'm listening to your latest episode of just another fanboy episode 133 in which you discuss season two of the mandalorian or at least episode one of season two of The Mandalorian. And as you open the episode, you asked how everybody was doing. And I just want to let you know, I'm doing fine. Thanks, Bilbo Baggins, because Bilbo listens. He would totally listen. So yeah, I'm talking about The Mandalorian because this past Friday was the release, the season premiere of episode one of season two. And gosh dang it, it was so good. The episode was called The Marshal, and it was almost an hour long. I remember taking the day off of work when the very first episode came out. The very first episode, season one, Mandalorian, episode one, I took the day off work. Uh, Disney Plus had just launched. The big selling point for Disney Plus when they launched was, you're going to get the first episode of The Mandalorian right off the bat. And so I took the day off of work. And of course, the app didn't work. Everybody was really upset. And finally, a few hours or so into the day, we were able to watch the show. And I logged in and I said, this episode's like 27 minutes long. What the kind of crap is that all about? I was really not very happy. That's not even 30 minutes. Sure, it's three minutes shy, but that's, I don't remember if it was 27 or not. And I don't feel like looking it up right now. But I remember being really kind of, I felt ripped off. Then, of course, I watched the episode, and it felt like it was just this epic movie that I just watched. It I never once felt like it was too short, and I never once felt like it was too long. It was like that freaking second bowl of porridge that Goldilocks got just right. You know, the mom of the three bears must have lived an awesome life. I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but think about that story, Goldilocks and the three bears. All of the dad stuff was either too hot, too rough, too big, too whatever. All the dad stuff sucked. All the baby bear stuff sucked. The mama bear stuff was just right every single time. Because you know why? Because Papa Bear knows happy wife, happy life. That's right. Because Papa Bear knows which side of the bread to butter. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Meanwhile, on a completely different podcast... folks and welcome to an all-new episode of my new podcast life as an old man well actually i don't know if that's going to be the name or not i should probably figure that out before i get it up there and post it this is just kind of a tease just something i'm putting together to get y'all to listen to i'm putting it here on this on this other podcast to give you a chance to listen to what it is i'm doing by the way my name's abner abner franks 
You probably know my son. His name's Abner Franks as well. Maybe you don't know him. I don't know. I don't know who you are. It ain't going very well, is it? Well, the whole purpose of this here podcast is for me to just talk about things I see in life, things that I think people can do better. For example, you ever been in the grocery store and you're walking down the aisle with your cart full of goods and you turn into an aisle and bam, you just you just slam right into somebody else who's also got a cart full of goods. Well, you ever think that maybe that wouldn't happen if people obeyed the traffic laws while they are pedestrians? Let me clarify here just a bit, folks. Let me clarify what I'm trying to say. So what if you always walked on the right side of the aisle? What if you came to a full and complete stop every time you came to an intersection? What if them carts had turn signals on them? Don't you think that would make things a little better? What if when you were turning left into an aisle, you stayed in that right lane? You just didn't swerve into the left lane like some kind of idiot. That'll get you killed out there on the road. Why can't you do that in the grocery store? That's all I'm saying. In fact, why don't we take it a step further? You get some folks in them grocery stores. They don't work for the grocery store. This is a government-mandated policy. They go around them grocery stores, and they give out tickets. Tickets to anybody who is violating traffic laws within the grocery store. Or the Walmarts or the Kmarts or the CVS or Walgreens or Costco, wherever. We're just talking about any kind of retail outlet in which people go, and they're walking around. Now, you can do this in your office building, too, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you want to if you want to institute this policy in your office building, you go right on ahead. But I'm I'm advocating this. Get it in the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? Get an amendment in the Constitution to make people obey traffic laws when they pedestrians. That way we ain't running into each other. You got one of these pedestrian traffic law violation police officers in, in, a, in a Costco, for example, and they walk down an aisle and they see one of these idiots sitting there with their cart parked at an angle, taking up the entire aisle just so they can figure out what kind of green beans they want. Well, heck, they get a ticket. If it ain't their first, well, you take them on to jail. That's what I say. We got to be more polite to each other out there, folks. We got to look around. We got to see what's going on around us. You're not the center of the universe, people. Stop acting like it. Is it too much to ask to use hand signals when you're pushing a cart? Hey, person behind me, I'm getting ready to turn right up here at the intersection. You may not want to try to pass me. Better yet, I'm trying to turn left. That probably makes more sense, because if you tried to pass me when I'm going to turn left, we're going to have us a collision. Speaking of passing people, why are you in such a dang hurry anyway? There's only so much room down that grocery aisle. Just because somebody stops to quickly grab a can of green beans. That's right. I'm using green beans again. I happen to like green beans. There ain't nothing wrong with a good can of green beans. Of course, I don't go for that French cut. French cut green beans, that just ain't my thing. I got to just get the regular cut green beans. A little salt added. You don't. I don't do that no salt added. I don't care about my heart. My sodium intake is fine, people. Stop worrying about it. The point I'm trying to make is, what is so dad blamed important that you got to pass people in a grocery aisle. Come on now. That's why I think all retail outlets that require the use of a grocery cart be remodeled so that their aisles are wider. We need four-lane aisles. You know what I'm talking about here? I mean, I guess, but darn, I lost my train of thought. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that.
Solutions Incorporated, this is Charles. How may I help you? Well, honestly, I ain't sure I got the right place. For which product are you inquiring? Ham patties. Well, then you have the right place. How may I help you? Are you sure? Because I thought I was calling the Yummy Tum Foods hotline. I ain't never heard of this Solutions and whatever it is you call it. Solutions Incorporated, sir. We're a call center that contracts out to many of the products and services you use every day. How can I help you? Oh, I see. Okay, well, here's the thing. I bought a case of your ham patties seven years ago. You know, them canned ones. And well, I'm down to my last can, and it says here that it's expired. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I wanted to have some ham patties tonight, you know, for dinner. I mean, I sure do love these ham patties. You know what I'm saying? Of course I do. Yummy tum ham patties are positively scrumptious. Well, yeah, I mean, I bought a whole case of them at the Huge Mart because it was cheap and on sale and all that. And, well, like I said, I love me some ham patties, so I thought I'd pick it on up. Splendid. Right? So a few minutes ago, I pulled that last can from the cabinet to cook me up some of these ham patties. And I look at the date on the back, which I never do. To be honest with you, I just figured it's ham patties, right? Ham patties don't go bad. Indeed. Well, the date says, here, let, let me grab the can. I'll, I'll read exactly to you what it says. Just a second. Take your time. Okay, okay, I found it. Splendid. <clears throat> yeah, so the date here on top of the can, it says, used before April 27th, right? Okay. Well, that's April 27th of this year, right? Well, that's one possibility. Well, it says here, April 27, 2019. But that was last year, wasn't it? That's correct. Well, I guess what I'm asking here is in regards to the date there that's printed there on top of that can. I mean, is there like a hard and fast rule on that date? You know, like, does the date mean that the ham patties have gone bad starting the day after that date? Or is there, like, some wiggle room there? That date is meant to inform the consumer that it's best to prepare, serve, and consume those ham patties before the date to ensure maximum taste. Right, I understand that, but if I was to eat it, you know, like, after the date, would I become, like, Sick or anything? It is possible. Depending on how long the time frame is following the date, it is entirely feasible that you could become sick, which is why we would never recommend that you consume any of our products after the date that has been printed on the package. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. All right, thanks. No, thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you today? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Well, in that case, thank you for your call and have a good day. Okay, you too. Uh... Yes, sir, is there something else I can help you with? Well... Sir? <clears throat> I ate the ham patties. I see. Well, I'm sure you'll be okay. Well, I've thrown up four times already. Ah, well, in that case, sir, I would suggest you seek medical help as soon as possible. Really? You think that's necessary? Yes, sir. I believe under the circumstances that it would be in your best interest to hang up the phone and continue at once to the emergency room of your local hospital or possibly even a walk-in urgent care facility. Yeah, that, that's a good idea, I guess. But here's the thing. I'm new to town and I ain't really sure where the hospital is or if we even have one. Well, that's no problem. In light of this new information, I would recommend you hang up and dial 911 with all due haste. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I could do that, I suppose. What was your name again? Oh, my name is Charles. Charles Bland. But you can call me Chuck. 
Okay, great. Thanks, Chuck. Not a problem, sir. Thank you. I think I'll have the chicken for lunch today. Before we get started with today's episode here, I just wanted to inform everybody that following this little introduction bit is a spotlight of the podcast I do over on my Patreon, and it's called My Other Podcast. What that means, of course, is that if you're one of my patrons, you got the episode a month ago. If you aren't one of my patrons, I like to do these little spotlights every once in a while just to point out what you're missing when you're not over there. And the last time I did this, I didn't offer up any kind of explanation. I just put the episode out there and hope that y'all weren't too confused when it started. But really, I actually do explain all of this when we get into the episode, so I'm not really sure why I'm doing it now. I guess since the patrons got the episode a month ago, I just wanted to make sure that they got a little something new on top of something old. But really, the only thing new to you patrons is just this dumb bit here, so I I probably shouldn't have bothered. Anyway, here we go with my other podcast, episode number 150, Transformers Back to the Future number one. This episode originally published on October 9th, 2020. Enjoy. I started a new job today trying to bring in a little extra money, you know, this whole pandemic thing and my wife isn't working and so we're we're a bit behind and so I need to go out there and try to earn a little extra scratch. So I went to work for this local factory that makes coins. It's pretty neat. They got machines all over the place and there's just coins coming out of everything. And I was given the job of running one of these machines. But within moments of me starting, the machine just shuts down. And I go through all the different procedures. They give me a book. You know, I went through training. They told me all the levers I have to push. And sometimes the machines can be kind of temperamental and pushed all the buttons and I unplugged it and plugged it back in and cleared the the space where the coins come out of. And it just it just wouldn't come back on. And so they ended up just sending me home for the day. They said they're going to work on it. Maybe tomorrow it'll be up and running. You can come back then. And I don't know. I've just been sitting around all day thinking about this machine and how it doesn't work. And frankly, it just doesn't make sense. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers like huge Huge spoilers, because I'm going to reveal who the turtle is in TMNT's Last Ronin. Now, you may already know who it is. I think most people do, but I didn't know until I just read the book. Of course, I'm usually the last one to find out about things, but still, I am going to reveal that to you if you don't already know. I want to shout it out right now. I just want to shout it out, but I'm not going to. I'm going to wait. I'm not sure why I'm going to wait. I guess just because that's how we do these kinds of things, right? And we eventually learn as he's ascending through the city that his ultimate goal is a guy named Oroku Hiroto, who is the grandson of the Shredder. Now, they make mention that he is the the son of, of a woman I've never heard of before. Again, I haven't read a lot of the Turtles comics. I, I read, I feel like I read a lot back in the 80s and maybe the early 90s, but not enough to know who this lady is, whoever this guy's mom is. But as he gets closer and closer to this guy, th- this guy learns that there's somebody out there coming for him and he's sending more and more of these robots and he's telling them that lethal force is authorized and he is obviously the the he at least is the he's in charge of manhattan at the least we don't know how far his empire stretches but he uh at the very least is the guy in charge of manhattan he's the guy that's living at the top of this fortress 
And for some reason, he's living with a bunch of crows. That's kind of weird. He's just a lot of, he spends a lot of time in this room with these freaking crows flying around. And I don't think a lot of people put a lot of thought into stuff like that when they when they write scenes like that it's like hey this will be cool we'll put him in a room with a bunch of birds flying around around him and they're just loose and they're just all fierce and flying around and they're pooping all over everything they don't of course mention that in the book but you know they are you can't have birds flying around in a big room and just not be pooping all over stuff because that's what birds do if you've ever been to the zoo if you've ever been to one of those rooms that they have in the zoo most zoos have like these tropical rainforest type rooms that have birds just flying around they're pooping on stuff and if you go in there you're taking the risk of having a bird poop on you and yet this guy who is a very powerful man who obviously has a lot of money and who obviously has a lot of really nice things around him very technologically advanced kind of stuff apparently has no problem hanging out in a in a room that birds are pooping all over stuff in. not much more to say other than that really how's it going he asks knowing that there's no way you can answer i mean you could you could email me you there's all kinds of ways that you could get with me and tell me how you're doing feedback at stevenorelse.com that's one way twitter instagram facebook heck if you go to the website justanotherfanboy.com each episode has an opportunity it has an area it has a place it has a space it has a face it doesn't have a face but it's got a place there for you to leave comments if and you wanted to but that's not really the point of the episode i'm not really here to browbeat you into talking to me because i mean i'm kind of a socially awkward guy if you're if you don't want to talk to me i'm i'm pretty okay with that i'm pretty happy with that i'm I'm usually the guy at the party that doesn't want to be there and is happy just sitting alone and looking sad. Did I just bring the room down a little bit? The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a girl drowning in front of a boy asking him to save her so that she can get an exclusive interview for the Daily Planet. And today we're taking another little journey, a little journey quest thing, Uh, just a trip. A trip down memory lane, a walk, maybe a, a a slow jog. I don't know, but we're gonna talk about Superman today. I'm not sure why I chose John Byrne's Superman as my next series to go through 
because fairly soon I'm going to come upon Superman issue number one and Superman issue number two, which I've already talked about on the podcast. So then I have a little conundrum. Do I talk about them again or do I just take those episodes from back then and recycle them? I don't know. What do you think? I think I should just record them again. I think I should reread the issues, record new episodes, and we'll we'll see how they how they fare against the original episodes in which I had done henceforth. That wasn't the right word. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut to a, a woman walking down the street. She's got purple hair and she's got a boom box on her shoulder and it's it's playing real loud and She's swinging a purse in the other hand, and a uh, a thug comes running up to her and grabs her purse and runs away, and she just goes, "Oh man!" <laughs> and then he says, probably the creepiest thing I've ever heard Superman say. She says, "You know where I live?" And he says, "Of course, Miss Lane. I know where everyone lives." That is the creepiest thing I have ever heard Superman say. I'm not sure what was going through John Byrne's mind when he wrote that line. I don't remember that feeling like such a big deal in 1987 when I read this, but reading it now as an adult, I don't think I'd want Superman taking me home at that point. <laughs> this is the Superman I grew up with. You know, it was 1987, so I may have I may have been 16 at that point by the time this issue came out, maybe 17. I don't feel like I was that old, but these were the first Superman comics I ever read. So this origin story is the Superman origin story that I know. I just don't remember Superman coming off as creepy as he did. Now I knew he came off as a, as a big boy scout. That's just the way Superman is. He helps everybody. Um, I did feel like his interaction with the cops was quite funny. Uh, just the way he just, he just flies in and he just takes over. It's I know that he has a respect for law enforcement and he has a respect for authority, but he doesn't really show it there. And I'm sure that's just John Byrne. It's like, I, I got to get to the story. They didn't, they didn't spend a lot of time with nuances back then. They had a story to tell and they just told the freaking story. They didn't have time to spend a lot of panels on making it feel, I guess, more natural because the natural thing to happen at that point would be the cops to surround him. They, they wouldn't just let him walk into that building. There's a crap ton of cops out there and he just flies down and he's just tell your men to step back, please. I'll, I'll handle this. And he just goes walking into the liquor store and they're all just like, what, what happened? Um, I don't know. I was just sitting here picking my nose and this guy just came up and he said, hey, don't worry, guys. I got this and gave us the finger guns. And I don't know, he seemed okay. He was wearing blue pajamas. So I just let him go in there. They just let him walk in. In Okay, in real life, there wouldn't be a Superman. But in today's comics, I think they would have tried to stop him. I think they would have gotten in his way and he maybe had, he probably would have maybe had to pick a couple of them up, maybe show that he was who he was. You know, look what I can do. I can I can lift this car up out of the way. These these people with these guns, they ain't going to hurt me. And then maybe he would have convinced him at that point to let him let him get into the to the building and take care of it. But instead, he just Don't worry, man. I've got this and they just went, "Okay," and just let him go. And then the line with Superman knowing where everybody lives, I don't know if that was supposed to be meant to make Lois feel good. Like, "Don't worry. I I I 
not only am I super powerful, I know where everybody lives. So uh, I got an eye on things. That just, it doesn't come off as comforting. It comes off as creepy. You ever hear about this Spider-Man guy? He was a fella that one day got bit in the arm or actually was kind of the hand. It was more the hand area, somewhere between the thumb and the forefinger, bitten by a spider that had just passed between some radioactive material. And it turned him into a Spider-Man. It gave him superpowers. He became strong. He, he, he had the proportionate strength of a spider, whatever that means. He can lift a car. He can do that. That's pretty cool. He can cling to walls. And he has a spider sense that warns him, warns him of danger. He's also very fast. He's very agile. But this particular Spider-Man stars in his own series, written by J.J. Abrams and his son, Henry Abrams. You see, way back in September of 2019, this book came out. Spider-Man number one, written by Henry Abrams with his pops, J.J. Abrams, with art by Sara Pichelli. And I read it and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Quite a bit. So much so that I did an episode about it way back in September of 2019. Then in October of 2019, issue number two came out. I got it. I read it. I liked it. I talked about it. I did an episode. And then in December of 2019, issue number three came out. I got it. I read it. And then I don't know what happened after that because I never did an episode. And then I just completely forgot that the series even existed until I found out that issue number four is coming out this month. And I was scratching my head because I thought, issue number four is coming out in December of 2020. When did issue number three come out? I don't even remember issue number three coming out. And I looked and I had issue number three and I thought, well, maybe I never read it. So I read it and I realized when I finished it that I had read it before. And then it dawned on me that almost a year had gone by between those two issues. Almost a year. How does that happen? Because here's the thing, folks. This is not an ongoing. This is a mini series. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's only five issues. So why in the frick would they even put the stupid comic book out unless it was done? Now... I keep meaning to go out there and look and see why was Spider-Man delayed? Let's let's look. Let's just look that up real quick. Why was Spider-Man 4 by J.J. Abrams delayed? Let's see what the internet has to tell me. Howdy, folks. This is Special Agent Vance Turkleton from the fictional organization for podcasting excellence. This is one of those moments in podcasting when a host is basically spewing forth false information that my organization finds itself forced to intervene. Regarding the release date of Spider-Man issues 4 and 5 from Marvel Comics as written by Henry and J.J. Abrams, well, I'm afraid your host Steven had it all wrong. Issue 4 was not released in December of 2020. It was, in fact, released on September 23rd of 2020, only nine months after the release of Issue 3, and not a full year, as stated by your host, Stephen. Of course, that's still a rather significant delay, but my purpose here is not to state opinion, but instead to give you the facts. As far as the matter of the so-called future release date of Issue 5, that issue had, in fact, been released on December 9th, 
the day before the release of the episode in which your host, Stephen, was found to be complaining about the issue not yet being out. We here at the Fictional Organization for Podcasting Excellence certainly do not enjoy interrupting podcasts such as this, and to be honest, we missed the error when the episode in question was first released. But thankfully, your host, Stephen, felt it necessary to include a clip during his A Year in the Life Part 2 episode, and so we at the organization were able to, at that point, take steps in rectifying the dissemination of false information. Thank you. I now return you to the episode. So here's an article from comicbook.com from March 21st of 2020 that tells us that they just recently concluded issue number three, which I'm not quite sure how that's possible because according to Comixology, issue number three was released in De- on December 18th, 2019. So I don't understand how March is considered recent unless comicbook.com is getting their information from Marvel Unlimited. I don't know. But this article goes on to say that issue number four was supposed to be released on December 11th, which there's something wrong with this article because issue three was released on December 18th. I already said that. And then they delayed issue four to February 19th. And then they delayed it again till April 29th. And then they delayed it again to May 29th. And uh, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know. They're, they're, they won't tell me. They won't tell me why it has been delayed. I don't know if it's J.J. Abrams' fault. Let's see what uh, this website has to say. This says the exact same thing as the other website. So no idea why it's been delayed. But you think a company like Marvel would learn. It seems like whenever they work with a big name, non-comic book big name, Kevin Smith springs to mind. The books are always delayed. They're always miniseries, and they're always delayed midway through the book. So why don't they wait until it's done before they release it? This is not in canon. There are not other books that depend on this book to tie into it. Why why sit on the freaking story for a year between issue three and four? I have no idea when issue five is coming out. Four is coming out this month. I don't know when five is coming out. But since I have Marvel Unlimited, I have to wait three months before I read issue number four. But I did reread issue number three, and I figured, well, I talked about issues one and issue two, so I might as well talk about this one. Today I want to talk to you about a book that I just read. I had not planned on reading it, and frankly, probably never would have read it had it not been for the timely text. It wasn't a text, it was an IM through Google Hangouts 
from Harold, my friend Harold, Harold C. Jennett III. He and I have collaborated on many things. And in fact, he was the guest on my first two live streams, and he will be the guest on more live streams to come. But he sent me this IM the other day, and he said, hey, man, have you read Batman, The Three Jokers? And I said, no. Why would I read Batman, The Three Jokers? It's a Batman story. Batman's stupid. And he says, you should read it. And I said, why? Batman's stupid. And you know who's more stupid than Batman? The Joker. You know what's three times more stupid than the Joker? Three Jokers. So why would I read a story called Stupid Batman and the Three Stupid Jokers? And he said, first of all, that's not what it's called. You need to settle it down there, Mr. Mister. And I said, Mr. Mister is a group from the 80s that did songs. I can't think of any off the top of my head. And then he just stopped talking to me for like four days. And then finally he comes back four days later and he said, are you ready to talk like a human being? And I said, no, that's not what I do. You've known me for years. And he said, still, you should read Batman, The Three Jokers. And I said, fine. Why? Why should I read it? And he said, because it's good. And I said, I'm not going to spend money on the, a book starring a hero I don't like who goes up against three versions of a villain I don't like. And he says, well, you don't have to spend money on it. It's on Hoopla for free. And I said, all right, I'll read it. Hold on, hold on, I'm coming. Hold on. Who is it? It's Leon. Leon who? Leon me. When you're not strong. My name is Steven. Welcome. Did I say Steven? I think I did. I think I said Steve Wren. Please don't call me Steve Wren. Please don't. Please don't do that. I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that. Anyway, I want to apologize to everybody over here on my Patreon. That's the what the problem was. I was thinking ahead of what I was going to say as I was doing that intro, and I was thinking of the word Patreon as I was sta- staying, good Lord, I'm doing it again. Let me explain. So as I was saying the word Stephen, I was thinking of the word Patreon, and it came out Stephen. And then just a minute ago, I was thinking of the word Stephen when I was saying the word saying, and it came out as staying. Do you see how the mind, how the mental faculties can just poke you in the face with a fork? Can you see how that's possible? So basically what I am trying to say here is, first of all, I'm going to apologize up front for the joke, for the knock-knock joke, except I'm not going to apologize for it because it was, it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Wasn't it amazing? I just thought of that. It just is not the joke. I found the joke online. I, I, I don't write that kind of stuff. I can't write jokes that are gold like that. No, the idea for doing a knock-knock joke and then actually using my front door as a prop That just came to me a moment ago because this entire episode is going to be coming to me in a moment. Uh, Beyond that, a couple of uh, big comic book news things came out this week that I'm super freaking excited about. Um, In March, we have found out what Daniel Warren Johnson is going to be working on next, and he's going to be working on a comic for Marvel Comics, a five-issue miniseries working with Mike Spencer, or not Mike Spencer, working with Mike Spicer again, who's the colorist that has worked on all his stuff with him. And it's a Beta Ray Bill five-issue miniseries, and he's already put some art up, and it looks freaking amazing. So unfortunately, I may have to just wait until that comes on Marvel Unlimited since I have that service. And 
I think they have changed Marvel Unlimited so that new issues now show up three months later instead of six months later. So that's what, March, April, May, June. I only have to wait till June. I think I can do that. It's going to be hard, but I think I can do that. DC, on the other hand, Tom Taylor had mentioned a week or two ago that he had an announcement coming up regarding what he and Bruno Redondo would be working on next. And I'm super excited about whatever those two are going to work on together because they did they they worked on some of the Injustice books together. But the thing I know them both for the most as far as working together on a project is the Suicide Squad, which I still haven't finished. I haven't been able to get that last issue, but it's an amazing series up to that point. But they're going to be doing a Nightwing book. And I have never in my life read a Nightwing book. Never wanted to, never been interested in Nightwing. But now I'm going to have to start reading Nightwing, I guess, because I love Tom Taylor. I love Bruno Redondo. So... Looks like I'm going to start reading Nightwing in March, I guess, or waiting until they come out and trade and read them through Hoopla probably is a little more accurate because you got to have money to read books when they come out on on time, right? And that's one thing I don't have. Maybe here's here's a goal we can set for the Patreon. If I can get get up to $50 a month on the Patreon by March, I will get both of those books each month that they come out. Let's, Let's just put that out there. Let's start that. The Steven wants to read some awesome comics telethon. Let's get us up to $50 a month or more. Can we do that? How do we do that? How do I do a telethon? I don't know. I don't have a bunch of people that can sing and, and, and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'll think about that because the fact of the matter is one of the goals I have for, the, for any, all, the, all the stuff I'm doing, what, be it Just Another Fanboy, the live stream, or my other podcast I want them to become better. And one of the ways that they're going to become better is through better technology. I need a better mic. I need a better uh, computer. And I need a a better uh, way of doing uh, video. I guess that would be a video camera, right? Well, I'm not, I can't afford any of that stuff. So maybe I should try to set some Patreon goals there as well. Or maybe I should just become a millionaire. I like that second option better. I just don't know how to do that. I go out sometimes and I look under rocks and I look under park benches, hoping that I'll just find like a briefcase with, you know, a couple of million dollars in it. And of course I would do the right thing. I would take it to my local police station and I would say, I found a briefcase of unmarked hundred dollar bills that come out to a million dollars. And the police would take that briefcase and they would put it behind the counter and they'd say, well, good for you, shiny boy, for bringing that in. We're going to hold on to it for 90 days. And if nobody claims it, it's going to be yours. And then the light would shine down on me. And 90 days later, I would get that million dollars. That's how, that's how you become a millionaire, right? Isn't that how it works? I think that's how it works. But so far, I haven't found a briefcase full of money. What's up with that? Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy, the last I don't want to say it's the last episode of the year. You are going to get two more episodes, but they're going to be something that's a little different than your regular Just Another Fanboy episodes. you'll, You'll get those next week, and then that'll be it. That'll be it for the year, and then I go on hiatus. But you're still going to get content. Season four technically will start right away the very next week, but it's going to be all previously recorded stuff. In other words, all of the live streams that I've been doing, I've got five of them to date. I will have a sixth one. Now, I guess it's just the sixth, the sixth live stream 
will be the last one for the year. But as soon as the new year starts up, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to be posting audio versions of those live streams until I am caught up uh, with what I've done so far with the live streams. Does that make any sense? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's not really, I'm not here to try to solve equations for you and, and explain the meaning of life and all that. But I am here to say Merry Christmas for those of you who celebrate it. Happy holidays for those of you who do not. We do celebrate Christmas in the Orr household. And as this episode is releasing, it is Christmas Eve. We will be sitting down for our annual Christmas Eve movie watch of The Christmas Story. And we will either watch Muppets Christmas Carol on Christmas Eve, or we'll wait till Christmas Day to watch that. And then we'll just see what other kinds of holiday movies are available. I know we have Elf, and there's other stuff available out there on the various streaming services that we could watch.
the place where you live Don't think I'll remember A Christmas like this When nothing is perfect That's it. That was 2020 through the eyes or like I said last episode through the mouth of just another fanboy. Again, just like the last episode, not only were you getting all those fun clips from the back half of the year, they were to the tunes of Kirby Crackle. I'm a big fan of Kirby Crackle. I reached out to him, Kyle Stevens, a.k.a. Kirby Crackle, and asked for his permission. I sent him a rough copy of the first episode of part one, and he told me, go for it. And so that's what I did. You can find Kirby Crackle. You can stream all of their music anywhere you can stream music, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. I'm sure they're on Pandora. I haven't verified that, but I'm pretty sure they are. You can also purchase their music through iTunes. If that's still a thing, is it called Apple Music still? I don't know, but I'm going to provide a link to both their website and the Bandcamp website where you can purchase their music. And I would encourage you to go out and do so. The songs that you heard in this episode were Comic Shop, Grandma's House, Counting on You, The Day My Powers Arrived, Henchman, One More Episode, I Want to Live in a World Full of Heroes, On and On, North of the Wall, Can I Watch You, Web Slinger, Hope Bringer. And then that last one, to round us out, was A Christmas Like This, which was written by Kyle as just how he was feeling during this past Christmas of a few days ago, as we were just wrapping up what turned out to be not really a great year. But let me talk about something real quick that made this a much more bearable year. And that was my folks over at the Patreon. My patrons stepped up this year. I want to thank each and every one of them by name, Arthur Thompson, Harold Jennett, Kevin Quass, FTS PMD, Kenneth Wong, and Louie. Thank you so much for helping me get through this year. Your contributions, your pledges, whatever, whatever they call that, I think it's called a pledge. But especially during this back half of the year after my wife stopped working and we have been kind of struggling financially, the, the money that you guys are chipping in each month. I would like to say that everything that you provide there over at the Patreon goes back into the show. Cause I know a lot of folks who podcast and have Patreons, they do that. It's every, all the money that their patrons provide goes right back into the show to make the show better. And eventually that is what I would like to do. But in reality, the money that you guys are providing to the Patreon actually helps put food on the table. And uh, I think that's pretty special. I think you should feel pretty good about that, that you guys are really providing some help in dark times. And I don't know, I couldn't do this without you guys. If, if, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron and you want to be a member, dollar a month, that's all you need. One dollar a month, $12 a year. That's it. $12 a year. You can support the show and you will have instant access 
to the other podcast I do called My Other Podcast. If you listen to just another fanboy, you've heard an episode of My Other Podcast every once in a while. It probably will be a bit different in 2021, only because I'm going to do something slightly different for just another fanboy in 2021. Starting with the first episode of the year, while I will be taking a break from Just Another Fanboy as we go from Season 3 to Season 4, I am actually going to be starting Season 4 right off the bat. Right, The, the first Tuesday of 2021, you're going to get an audio version of my first live stream that I did over on YouTube. And that's what you're going to get twice a week. And then once we're caught up with all the past live streams, once the audio versions are up and we're all caught up, then each week you're going to get a live stream, the audio version of the previous live stream on Tuesday. So typically I do those on Sunday. So you'll get a live stream on Sunday on YouTube. You'll get the audio version on Just Another Fanboy on Tuesday. And then you'll get a regular episode of Just Another Fanboy on Thursday. What that means is I'm not doing regular episodes twice a week now. So I'm probably going to spend a lot of my time with the regular episodes going through my series episodes like ElfQuest and G.I. Joe, John Burns Superman. Madman, those kind of things. I'll probably pick two or three more, and that's what I'll focus on. So, books that I get new or just the odd trade now and again, I will probably talk about those over on the Patreon. I'm actually planning a different venue as well, another venue to talk about other comic books, but I'm not going to talk about that yet. If you're a member of my Patreon, I'm going to be talking about that on Friday on Friday's episode of my other podcast. Another reason why you should join. You're going to you're going to be hearing all about that on Friday whereas if you're not a member of Patreon, you may not know about this for a month or so. You know, you want to get inside on the ground floor, jump on that Patreon. But until then, the last thing I have to say as we close out 2021 is that I encourage Everybody out there, I know these are kind of scary times when it comes to being inside any kind of medical facility. There was a one point during the year where I thought I was passing a kidney stone, which scared the crap out of me because the last time I, I've passed kidney stones before and I end up in the hospital um, because I'm in so much pain. And the idea of going to the hospital during this whole COVID thing just scared the crap out of me. Thankfully, that's not what it was. It was just a ended up just being some kind of back pain. But I know that the idea of going into some type of medical facility during this whole COVID crisis can be kind of scary. But I would encourage you to get out there and donate blood. That's kind of like a big thing that you can do for the world is donate blood. There's a lot of places that run low that have short supply. And so get out there, donate your blood, your platelets and all that, all that stuff, the plasma and everything, because that's, that's a big thing that you can do to help your community. Beyond that, I'm going to wrap this up, folks. 2021, it's coming to an end. I want to thank everybody for hanging in there. If you lost somebody during 2020, during this whole COVID crisis, I just, I can't even imagine what that feels like. I hope that 2021 is the beacon of light that we're all hoping for. We seem to be heading in that direction. But until then, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other, please. Donate blood, be nice to each other, wear a mask, stay safe. Just do those things. Do those things, and I think the world will be a much better place. I'm out.
This is the episode. The following podcast is just going to have some stuff in it. Some stuff and things. Some burnt up trees. A couple of elves. Three trolls. Two wolves. Some wine. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be an elf licking a troll. I'm just telling you right now. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a... The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. The following podcast is going to contain stupid people. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a drunken elf who just gets so totally whacked out on his mind. Flutie flock feminining. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with an elf that gets so freaking drunk that he licks a troll. I'm not lying. He licks a troll. I'm just warning you. Proceed at your own risk. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with an elf that gets so freaking drunk that he licks a troll. Proceed at your own risk. After seven peaceful years of life in the oasis, blah, 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 blah. After seven peaceful years of life in the oasis village known as Sorrow's End, Cutter and Skywise have left family and friends to search for other kindred elf tribes that may dwell in the unexpected lands Bleeding fluckin' do. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I started that early. I'm supposed to do something else instead. So I guess I just created a blooper. Yay. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. And they're going to be... And I'm not... (laughs) The big selling point was Disney Plus. The big selling... And then finally, a few, uh, few, uh, few or so, few or so, few or so. I'll get it. I'll get it. Hold on. Papa Bear knows. Papa knows what is playing on the television. Papa knows what side of the butter to bread. (laughs) (sighs) The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a team of people. Just some real American heroes, some hardworking gals and giddy giddy friends nibbled. Messed up. I messed up. The following podcast is going to con- Flynn Smatterschman. Old Commander Carruthers and his curly Q mustache. Now, not Commander Carruthers. I said that wrong. But they're called Strike First. But they're called Strike First. And I'm assuming one of the guys that was in Strike First goes on to... Stupid phones ringing. And I'm assuming one of these guys ended up creating the... uh Cobra Kai Dojo. That was a dumb joke. I'm just, I may, I may cut this out. I may not. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just a Stupid Face. I almost said my other podcast. That's why I did the funny noises. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. That would make me Steven. I don't know why it would make me Steven, but I seem to be the only one doing a podcast called Just Another Fanboy. I I really have no other thing to say. Sometimes it's hard. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with an elf who gets bitten in the hand by a big piece of poop. Colorist was Tom Zioko. I always get that name wrong. Colorist. Colorist is Tom Zioko. I'll get that. I'll get it. Shut up. Speed. 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 Microphone check. That's the thing. Word up. 
Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. My name is Steven. I think I'm going to try that again. Hmm? I'm getting ready to record one of these here podcast things. Just want to get, make sure that my mic is where it needs to be. So I'm over here just doing a microphone check, microphone check, microphone check. Not sure why I'm doing this, why I got to use a funny voice, but I am. Sometimes I need to sock myself up to get ready to record one of these here episodes and just sitting around speaking in a silly voice kind of helps. Kind of helps me getting in that mood. Kind of helps me put my mind where it needs to be deep down in the recesses of my skull, the, the, the cavity within my skull that houses my brain. You know, back there behind the eyes, betwixt the ears, underneath the scalp, that general area. Plus, I haven't really thought up a, an intro yet. You know, I do them intros that say, this here podcast is going to be containing them spoilers and such. And then I try to think of something funny to say, but I don't always think of something funny because I'm not really a very funny guy. So I got to think about that for a second. So I might go through a couple of them as well. Niles, what's up? You need to go outside go potty? Do you want to get down? The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me talking about a book starring the Batman, which I have to admit makes me quite angry to even to be thinking about reading, much less talking about a book starring the Batman, because well, I don't think I have to give you a reason. I'm going to do this again. Arizona is where I'm from. I don't <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host and my name is Steven. Not sure. Not going to use that at all. Probably not. Arizona is where I'm from. It's just been one of those nights. It's just been one of those nights. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. Don't ever call me Steve. That's that's all I'm going to tell you. You can call me Steven. You can even call me... I can't think of another name. Just call me Steven. Don't call me Steve. Just don't do that. There's only one person in my life I allow that honor, and it's not you. No offense. I don't know why I'm coming off all, hey, man. Yeah, I'm not going to use this one either. This is the part of the show where I start it. I say stuff, and I start the show, and the mic is up way too loud. There, I've turned the mic down a little bit. It might be too quiet now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pooptacular Poopings. Hello and welcome and stuff and everything. Ugh. Howdy, folks. <clears throat> Howdy, folks. <coughs> Howdy, folks. Abner Franks here. I just don't know if I can do this or not. Howdy, folks. Abner Franks here. I've been asked by Stephen to come on in here at the, the intro portion of this episode and tell you that, that there's going to be spoilers. And you need to be aware of that because spoilers are there. They's a bad thing. You don't want spoilers in your podcast because then, then you get spoiled. Well, some people like to be spoiled, but they like to be warned about it first. They like people to come in and say, hey, buddy, I'm going to spoil this. <clears throat> Not a very good job there. But when a fugitive from his... But when a fugitive... Bing bong, bing bong. 
I had this idea to sing a Christmas song for y'all. And then as I started, I realized it was not a good idea. So I decided not to do it. Sorry. I know you guys really wanted me to sing something, you know. I know you always look forward to me singing, but I'm not going to sing because singing's for suckers. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a couple of superheroes out shopping for Christmas toys who end up teaming up. Nah, I did that wrong. Stupid, stupid, stupid. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with a couple of superheroes out shopping for Christmas who team up with the son of Satan and who team up who flit kaf ding. Shut up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 